It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And welcome to season three, episode five. Whoop, whoop. Here we are, back again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for uh, if you hear wind. I'm going to try and reduce it, or one of us is going to try to reduce it, but it's been really windy here, so I'm just going to say sorry uh, yeah. to anyone listening. I just noticed your ceiling fan's also on. Well, yeah, but it's it's, it's like hot. it's hot, though, here. Like, it's hot and it's, it's hot. cold, okay. so it's I was annoying. like, is that going to be okay? <laughs> Yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Take it be a look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're having a good time. What are you nostalgic for this week? <laughs> okay, this one's weird. A few weeks ago, we were talking about first jobs, but I am nostalgic mm-hmm. for my student jobs that I had while at college. Wow. I super can't relate to that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very niche thing. I... Uh, just had some random odd jobs that I had that I uh, was thinking about this past weekend, uh, including being a mascot handler, uh, which meant I walked around with the yeah. mascot uh, and made <gasps> sure that nobody did anything crazy to them and also took <laughs> oh, pictures no. for kids, which was nice. I also worked at our library, which was fun, uh, doing the media desk. So I checked in all of the laptops and out and just everything that was media related. And that was exciting mm-hmm. as well as books. But then I also had um, a job working at the public affairs and marketing department, working on uh, our new our new website that we had for our school. So amazing! I still have a lot of my work is still on that website, and that's really exciting. But I was yeah. just kind of thinking of all the jobs that I had, and I miss not having like mega responsibilities like I do now for my job. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it was just a fun time, and I miss it. The mascot handler wow. was probably the coolest, though. Yeah, that sounds the most fun. I, man, I had one, like, proper student job mm-hmm. um, that was, like, I worked. And I didn't even really, I, like, half worked for the school, right? There was a, an event space mm-hmm. attached to my dorm called the UIC Forum. And I worked there for a while probably like a year and a half. I could not find another job, but I hated that place (laughs) because it was an event space, right? So you were constantly setting up tables, chairs, et cetera, for events. Mm -hmm. And if there was every every Sunday, they had a mega church Mm -hmm. at the UIC forum. Mm -hmm. So if there was any event the night before... The the, the, after the event would end at 10 o'clock, at midnight, at whatever time, whoever was working would have to tear down the entire space and set it up for the megachurch. Bad. Turnover is what we called it. And um, ooh, man, those were the worst shifts. Yeah, I bet. Man, did I hate that job. Oh my God, did I hate that job. It was just like physical labor. There was like, that was like the only place I think I ever had a, a panic attack on the job because I was oh, like, no. I have to do schoolwork. 
and I haven't slept and I feel terrible. And I still, it's so weird. I've never been a person who's like walked out of a job, even when I really hated it. Yeah. And like, I've only ever really deeply hated like two jobs that I had, but I've never walked out of a job even when I was just like actively suffering during it. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about me particularly. I'm not saying it as a brag. I think you should definitely walk out of jobs that suck. And yeah. I wish I were brave to, to do that. <laughs> Uh, what are you nostalgic for? Kroger daycare. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to figure out how to phrase this. And, I, and I'm not kidding. I changed the thing that I was going to put um, like mere minutes. We were we were switching VoIPs and I was like, oh, I have a better nostalgia thing. <laughs> so that's what I came up with. But um, I was talking to my mom today when we lived in Indianapolis. Uh, the Like our big local grocery store was a Kroger. And that Kroger had a daycare um so you could take your kid to kroger with you and then you could put them in the daycare for like the hour and a half that you were shopping and then come pick them up when you were done and i first of all i loved kroger as a kid like i was <laughs> i don't know why i was just like i love this grocery store and when we moved here i was sad we didn't have a kroger we had like jewel Osco or whatever and i was like it's not the same um <laughs> and so <laughs> but i i loved kroger And I remember being a kid and like desperately wanting to go with my mom to the grocery store so I could go to the daycare because they had like toys and games and it was like a fun time. But then also wanting to like shop with my mom because if I was in like the basket shopping with her, then I could be like, oh, can I have this thing? Right. Like if I was at the daycare, I couldn't ask for stuff that I wanted. So I remember being a kid and having to make like this this just tough decision of like, am I going to go with my mom or am I going to go play with all the toys and games? <laughs> <laughs> Big decisions for a child. <laughs> Truly, yes. I was like five, maybe six. Um, and I was I just remember being like, what do I want to do? Um, but yeah, I, I loved the Kroger. There was like one girl whose name I cannot remember now, but she was always there and she was so sweet and so nice. She was just like the, the Kroger daycare worker. And um <laughs> Yeah, man. It was just cool. It's a cool little thing that like Kroger did. I don't know if they do that anymore, um, but they did when I was a child. And I, I thought that was the, just the coolest and most fun thing. Did you say Indy? Yeah, Indianapolis. Like downtown? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I lived in the suburbs when we lived in Indianapolis. Fair enough. They That's... do have a big Kroger in Indy, though. Yeah, I, I was going to say I went to it. Uh, I think in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I was just shocked about how big it was. And it stressed mm-hmm. me out because uh, whenever grocery stores are too big, I don't like it. <laughs> um, what do I do? Where do I go? <laughs> that also, did you did you ever go to Ikea? Have you yeah. been to Ikea? I was always Ikea. jealous because I, I genuinely love Ikea. Like, I love walking yeah. around and doing everything. But my younger brother, whenever my family would go to our Ikea was young enough to go into the kids area and i had already maxed out of that area by the time that we started (laughs) going to ikea and i was so jealous every single time that we got to drop him off because they were like yeah we're gonna give you the little buzzer when it buzzes you have to come back and pick up your child and i was like that is so cool like as a a teen like a preteen i was like what like whoa (laughs) how do they know But I was, yeah, it just looks so cool, and they made it obviously kid-friendly, but I was just so drawn to it, and then my mom was like, come on, we gotta go walk, like, two miles through Ikea. (laughs) And I was like, but I just want to go play. I want to go play with all the toys and games. That being said, I did love walking through Ikea every time. I love it to this day. It's the best 
I love it's it. It's a big, beautiful chaos maze. You get cafeteria right in the middle. You pick up some food. It's amazing. That's true. Get some get some meatballs, some lingonberry. Yes. I was so Man, confused. I really want to go to Ikea. <laughs> I know. What? I almost did when I was home last weekend, and I regret not doing that now. They're not close because they're giant warehouses. They have to be like out in the boonies. <laughs> I think the closest yeah. Ikea is like 45 minutes from Chicago. Yeah. Okay. The closest one here is like three and a half hours away. <laughs> And if that's far, out, it's in Memphis. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Memphis. I, I am not in Memphis, but my one back home is about 35 minutes from my house. And I wish I could have gone one day. Now you just, you gotta, you gotta go back to Michigan. Oh, oh darn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. Oh, no. Hate doing that every time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do I get into it? Yeah. Season three, episode five is titled Hometown Hero. The episode aired on October 27th, 1995. It was directed by John Tracy and was written by Michael Jacobs, April Kelly, and Matthew Nelson. The synopsis for it is Mr. Feeney gets the truth out of Corey after the teen is commended a hero for triggering a fire alarm that saved his school and the lit wolf janitor bud. (laughs) The what? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) The lit wolf. L-I-T. Wolf. What does that mean? I have no idea. IMDb confused me today. I'm Googling (laughs) it. It means something. They wouldn't just put it in there. I'm getting a lot of uh, conflicting things. So when I started to type lit wolf, something else came out. Late wolf, like L-E-I-T wolf. Interesting. That is still nothing. Okay, so I don't know what it means. (laughs) If anybody who listens to the show understands what lit wolf means, feel free to tell us. I was confused when I read that the first time. I'm and the second confused. <laughs> okay, so L E I T wolf translation in English. It's German to English. Leader of the pack, alpha male. <laughs> Is Janitor Blood an alpha male? <laughs> no. <laughs> so silly that's the silliest thing um who typed that that's insane (laughs) i have no idea sometimes the synopses in uh imdb are really just either nothing or too much and this is one of those situations where i'm like someone uh did a wikipedia where they just edited anything and submitted anything that they could i bet uh, they they had to have just done that to be confusing. Like, there's no universe in which somebody actually <laughs> thought that Janitor Bud was a, a light wolf. Light he's wolf. the alpha in the school. That's Is it just because he's old? Crazy. <laughs> which still doesn't make sense because Feeny's also old. And if anything, Feeny's the light wolf. Yeah. As he should be because of who he is. <laughs> exactly. God, that's weird. I got so distracted from that that I I didn't even think about the fact that they gave away the complete ending of the episode in the first sentence. Yeah, everything about it was too much. This is a bad synopsis. This is the first synopsis that I think I'm actively angry about. (laughs) So if you just heard the synopsis, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Doesn't exist, okay? What? Let's do the show. First scene, we're in science class. I, you know what's funny is um, I did not name this teacher the entire episode. I, I just like kind of actively decided I didn't want to name him. I just call him the science teacher and I won't say his name now. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I remember them saying it, I think, twice or like more than that. But at the same time, yeah. I was like, it never stuck with me. 
So mm-hmm. I think it's okay. And I'm sorry. For I remember it. I just refuse to say it. Really? <laughs> I don't know why. This particular teacher, I'm like, you fucking suck, dude. You don't get a name. You know what? Fair. <laughs> as we go on, you'll understand as well, dear listener. Yeah, you'll get it. Um, <laughs> so we're in science class. Sean and Corey's teacher announces to the class that their lab reports are due by the end of the day. No extensions, no exemptions. Uh, the boys are shocked because neither of them did slash knew about the report. They go try to talk to the teacher about it. And before they talk to him, he makes an exception for a jock named Tommy, who scored a winning touchdown in a recent game, tells him not to worry about it at all. When they go to talk to him, though, he completely shuts them down. Hard cut to them breaking into the school in the middle of the night to turn in their papers. Uh, Corey's complaining about having to stay up all night to finish the paper and also cutting his pants on barbed wire. And Sean's like, I don't know why you didn't just walk through the gate like I did. Corey says it was too easy. It seemed like a trap. Uh, He continues to complain about how Tommy got a free pass on his paper. And Sean's like, something about breaking and entering is that you don't usually hang around a vent while you're doing it. Corey (laughs) complains a little more about how Tommy gets a free ride just for being a jock. And then they go to turn their papers in, but their flashlight dies. Corey says, check the batteries. And Sean goes, okay, okay, but I need a flashlight because he's a little dummy. Uh, They start looking for matches. Corey finds them and Sean goes, as some famous guy once said, let there be light, which is... (laughs) So wild. Uh, Corey lights uh, like a, a Bunsen burner fire starter. I had to like make sure I knew what I did. I still don't even really know what they're called, but they're like the little things that you clasped and then it like sparked and you would write a, light a Bunsen burner with it. Mm-hmm. It catches on fire, but then it gets hot. And so it burns his hand. So he tosses it into a trash can. This is not how these things work, by the way. Yeah. He tosses it into a trash can, which immediately catches. There is a moment where they both try to blow on it and then yell backdraft and bail. It's It's very funny. Outside, Corey's like, was the fire out when you left? And Sean's like, it's a trash can fire. It'll go out by itself for tomorrow when they take out the trash. And Corey's like, Sean, it's a chemistry lab. Chemicals explode. And Sean's like, oh, no, this is bad. And Corey says, that's what I'm saying. And Sean's like, no, no, no. I ended my paper in conclusion. (laughs) Chemicals don't explode. Corey climbs back up the ladder and Sean's like, where are you going? And he answers to save the school. And Sean's like, while you're up there, can you change the ending of my paper? And that's the end of the scene. (laughs) He looks so concerned by the end of it. Only about his paper. Only about his paper. I do love every single time that there's a new set or just someone else. I, in all caps, just write, new set. (laughs) (laughs) This is a new place. And also immediately after, new teacher. Don't worry, we never see him again. Yeah, that's great. He sucks. He sucks real bad. Absolutely zero teachers would be that lenient. None. Or as lenient as this guy is. And it makes me think that he wanted to be a jock growing up and then never really was. And so now that's that's my canon oh in my, my head. God. Because he's so into that. being like, yeah, just do whatever. Yeah. Just do whatever. Yeah, because clearly he was like a science nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he became a science teacher and he's like this is how I'll get the jocks to like me <laughs> they didn't back then but now they will they'll love me now everyone uh, will love me now <laughs> I also really love as soon as he started the fire with the match I was like oh surely these two using matches in this chemistry lab is going to go well just given the yeah, history definitely. of everything that they've ever done in their lives <laughs> Um, For sure, dude. And when they climb out, actually, first of all, fun fact uh, about this specific scene and when they yell backdraft, that is the name of a 90s movie about firefighting brothers. <laughs> oh, I I thought it was a reference, but like I didn't know what to. And then I vaguely Googled it and I was like, I don't really want to look at this that hard. <laughs> so I was just like, it's probably something. It's something just subtle. 
and fun. I'm glad you looked it up. I think once they left, all I was thinking was, boys, you are in a chemistry lab that also has water. (laughs) You didn't have to just jump out. It's not like they have chemicals just around with nothing to put them out with. (laughs) Right. And also, too, the thing about science labs, especially ones that have just like gas or fire stuff in them. They're going to have an extinguisher. (laughs) They have extinguishers. They have to, because otherwise it's just unsafe. So the premise of this episode's very silly all the way around. Because, and and too, like the way the fire started, I think I mentioned this already, (laughs) like that thing purely creates a spark. It doesn't like hold fire so it's all metal like it doesn't make sense it's very silly i'm curious if the fire was real yeah because then when they throw it into the trash can it was almost as if like chemicals or like some type of fire starter had just been left there and then it it immediately went up in flames yeah like two seconds (laughs) not like it slowly (laughs) start like it was like like it was immediately all the whole trash can was on fire none of that makes sense okay So we go to the next scene. Um, It's school the next day. Corey is still nervous and Sean's like, we got away with it. You pulled the alarm. The school didn't burn down. We turned in our papers. And the beauty of it is no one knows. (laughs) Janitor Bud then comes down the hall and yells, hey, you two, I know. (laughs) Corey's like, what do you know? And he says, I know what you did last night. You, Curly, come with me. And Corey's like, Sean? And Sean says, quick, rub off your DNA. And so it's like rubbing his chest. He's so dumb. They're making him really dumb this season. Yeah. I feel like it's every second. He's like really, really losing it. <laughs> Janitor Bud escorts him into Turner's room where he, Williams, and Feeney are all waiting with various like different faces. This is confusing. Like the energy in this room is insane. Bud says, this is the guy after the fire alarm rang. I saw him running down the hall. And Feeney asks, Mr. Matthews, is that true? And Corey says, well, if he says he saw me, then I guess he saw me. And Turner says, all right, Matthews, out of boy. And Corey's confused. And Bud's like, I was asleep in my office. Well, closet. And the alarm woke me up and saved my life. If it wasn't for your courageous action today, some other janitor would be sweeping me up. Uh, the students all applaud. And William says, sounds to me like the little fellow's a hero. And Sean jumps in with, yeah, it does sound that way, doesn't it? And puts his arm <laughs> around Corey, who says, irony. <laughs> Just like very quietly to Sean. <laughs> And Feeney says, well, how fortunate for us that you were passing by the school at that moment. And Corey agrees. And Feeney asks what exactly he was doing out there. And Corey says, oh, I don't know. Just one of those right places, right time things. And laughs nervously. And Bud goes, and I'm glad he was. Anybody who saves my life is okay in my book. And the class applauds again. Feeney continues to look suspiciously while Corey looks nervous. And that is the end of the scene. Yeah, Feeney's going to get you. (laughs) (laughs) unless you confess first because that's just how this works (laughs) uh we're still at school Corey tells sean he's uncomfortable with the whole school thinking he's a hero and sean's like you are a hero and he says i don't think so and sean goes well whoever laid out this carpet for you sure thinks you are (laughs) and there's a red carpet that just like leads to his hallway and Corey's like how do you know it's for me and sean says because it leads directly to your locker and Corey says oh it does Ooh, plush. And just then, the science teacher comes over and says he graded Corey's paper this morning, A+, and hands him a mostly destroyed, like, packet. Corey's like, but it's all burned. The only thing left is my name and the date. And the teacher says, I saw where you were going. Keep up the good work. (laughs) He then hands Sean his paper and says, Hunter, D, chemicals do explode, and walks away. Sean's like, wow, a D, I'm riding your coattails. (laughs) 
And Corey again mentions how it doesn't feel right. And Sean's like, this is what you wanted, a free ride. Tommy got lucky with his touchdown and you got lucky with the flyer. And Corey says, the one that I started. Sean goes, nobody knows that. Come on. You're always saying you want to be somebody. Now you are. You're a hero. And Corey thinks on this as Janitor Bud walks up and says, I hope you don't mind, but I took the liberty. He hands him a little remote and says, go on, press it. He does, and it opens his locker automatically. There's a little light inside, and Bud's like, it's a locker, GD. Like it? And here's an extra clicker for your wife. And he claps him <laughs> on the back and then walks away. <laughs> and Corey's like, you see this? And Sean says, yep, the perks of hero dub. And Corey says, I can get used to this. And he starts playing with his locker, opening and closing it and like doing poses. Sean's like, you deserve it, Corey. You saved a man's life. And Corey starts getting into it now. He's like, I did, didn't I? And you know what? I'm glad I did. Nice guy, that janitor, bud. He deserved to have me save his life. And Sean asks, you're a hero, aren't you? And Corey goes, you see a burned down school anymore? Hero. End of scene. <laughs> Wild. Um, first of all, I love that they never explain in this episode who the red carpet's from. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you noticed I, that. I just assume that it's Bud, but it is never explicitly stated. I know. I was going to say that too, but it, the fact that he was so open about like the locker thing the and locker then genie, not about yeah. the red carpet, <laughs> it's just now God, in the hallway. Funny. Uh, I also love that Sean likes to compare him putting out the fire. Like, I know that he started it, but him putting out the fire to the football player getting a touchdown is like, it's one, It's all the same. It's all the same, man. You're both Luck. heroes. <laughs> <laughs> You're both heroes. Uh, but I did love, the only real note that I have from this actually written down is the fact that Janitor Bud is just an adorable old man <laughs> because yeah, he's, he's so jazzed <laughs> that Corey saved. Actually... Now that I'm thinking about the other premise of this episode is the fact that Corey was running down the hall after he put the fire out. Yeah, why didn't he just go back yeah. out the way he came? <laughs> I just thought of that. You're you're <laughs> absolutely right. They really are not thinking about the premise of these episodes and the ones they're writing this season. <laughs> like, if you think about it for longer than two seconds, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Like, I really did enjoy this episode at the end of it, but now yeah, that I'm, fun. like, whenever you actually analyze and start picking apart, you're like, hey, this doesn't track. <laughs> sure doesn't. Sure They doesn't. literally went up and down, and then he went back up again, and then somehow was like, not that way, and went <laughs> right down the hallway. <laughs> I simply must go out the front this time. <laughs> Which, I don't know if the schools lock the, uh, the... What is it? The classrooms, like my high school used to, but they would clearly yeah. know that someone had been in the classroom as well. Besides that, I don't know. <laughs> like there would have been like zero trace if he would have just gone had back the fire out the and then gone came. out the way. <laughs> and even thinking about like maybe the fire alarm was in the hallway somewhere. It definitely wasn't running distance like there's no way because they have to be pretty close together on account of it's a school also so, on account of it's the fact that it's the chemistry lab <laughs> yeah there's probably one in that room <laughs> none of this makes sense anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love, I love, uh, it's a sitcom, right? Like, yeah. the premise of a sitcom, just generally speaking. But also, it was a sitcom when there was, like, never, there wasn't going to actively be proof of, like, anything. Like, this This wasn't, nobody knew what streaming was in the 90s. Like, that didn't exist. Like, the most it would be played is on Syndicate, right? So they weren't, they weren't accounting for 
for people like us <laughs> to nitpick the show. Yeah, and the fact like it came out on a Friday night, which people are right. like half paying attention. They're like vibing. <laughs> Was just relaxing no, it, at the end of a week and just watching. They came it. for some escapism. They're <laughs> <laughs> not thinking about it. We came for the hard truth. <laughs> we came for intellectual discussion and analyzing of this televi- television show. Television. That's what we came for. Television. Listen, I was trying to think of the what's the analysis. I couldn't think of the word analysis. That's what I was trying to say. And I got distracted by that, and then I said television weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're in the next scene. We're still in school. Bud is vacuuming Corey's carpet, which is the main reason why I think he laid it out. Yeah. Uh, but he's vacuuming Corey's carpet when Topanga walks up to Sean and says, there you are. We got to meet Corey at the rally in the calf. And Sean's like, for the football team? No, I hate that stuff. Jocks, guys with tubas, cheerleaders. He realizes the last thing he said and goes, come on, and grabs Topanga's hand and runs off. The rally's happening in the calf. And the gist of this is that the football team is dedicating the big game to Corey. Eric introduces Corey to the crowd by mostly (laughs) saying that he himself is newly single. Corey gives like a vaguely quote unquote inspiring speech, really hams it up. And Sean starts to feel ick about Corey's fame. As Topanga says, isn't it great what's happening to Corey? Everyone loves him. And the football team carries him out of the calf. And that's the end of the scene. I made this one short because it's so silly and I I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Topanga's outfit's fantastic, but I've rarely seen her in a bad outfit. So they're doing something Yeah, she looks great. (laughs) She's wearing uh, these like yellow cowboy boots that I just can't. I'm like, oh, you genius. (laughs) You absolute genius. Yeah, Ben, the entire time in the background of this, when they're introducing him, though, just has the goofiest grin on his face, which is very <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, for a minute, I thought Eric would be smart uh, when the when the jock <laughs> was talking about his name. But then he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah isn't that funny? Like, isn't that crazy? Isn't like, that we have the same name. I was like, Eric, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of the extras look like full-grown adults. <laughs> they do. I noticed that too. There's one guy in the front who's like really yelling and I was like, you're an adult. What are you doing here? <laughs> it confused me because most of the time they've been really consistent with getting extras yeah. that actually look like high schoolers. And this time I was like, oh no. <laughs> this is like a room full of the actor who played Harley Kiner. Like, this is- <laughs> they all look too old to be here. Um, but yeah, the fact that Corey's just lying now and making a very tall tale about himself to make himself bigger than he is, is concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, and just Sean definitely pushed him to lie about it, but he's just taken it an extra step too far. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, man. I have, I have Sean thoughts for this episode, but we'll get into it. So the next scene, we are in the Matthews backyard. Corey and Sean are walking up to the house as Corey talks about how great the day was for him. And Sean's like, look, I'm glad you're having a free ride and all, but I just want to make sure you still have your feet on the ground. Immediately reversing his stance on this from like, what, five hours ago? Yeah. And Corey's like, it sounds like you're trying to rain on my parade, which I believe is on Tuesday. Sean says, I'm just saying what you said, you know, don't buy into your own hype. Corey's like, this is different. I'm just letting people think what they want to think. It's not like I'm going to walk into this door and lie to my parents. <laughs> Foreshadowing. He walks out of the kitchen and there is a hung banner that says, Corey, our hero. And his parents and Eric all yell, surprise. Alan's like, there's the man that saved the school. And Corey's like, Eric told you? And he says, I didn't have to. And Alan's like, everybody told us. The phone hasn't stopped ringing all day. And Sean very earnestly asked, then why don't you just answer it? <laughs> they all just ignore this. 
<laughs> Eric makes a face like, what are you talking about? Which I thought was very good. Um, and Amy's like, Cor, tell us everything. And Corey's like, well, I don't exactly know what you guys heard, but here's what really happened. And he and Sean exchange a look. And then Corey starts telling an embellished story about how he saved the school and being a hero. And we get a fade out on that story while Sean's disappointed face looks on. And that is how we end the scene. I find this so fascinating because Sean very truly was like, Corey was like, I don't know about this. And Sean's like, this is what you wanted. Like, do it. It's great. You yeah. get a free ride. And then immediately is like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's too much. I'm like, what's your deal, dude? <laughs> yeah. It does seem really funny that he does a full 180 on it. But yeah, I, I, I bet like in his mind, though, in his defense, he's just like, yeah, just just roll with it. Because he was never like, yeah, just like really fucking lied to them. Really you know? Up, yeah. <laughs> And he just, yeah. he keeps taking it to, like, things that didn't happen, like, whenever he's telling the story. And it's just like, yeah. uh, okay. But, no, Sean definitely did, like, tell him to do it, though. So it's For still sure. crazy. But I do love, you know it's, like, a, a unique episode whenever Sean is the one that's like, um. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the morally correct one. <laughs> just the voice of reason between the two yeah. of them. <laughs> really put oh, a God. spin on everything. <laughs> Yeah, just turn in the whole dynamic on its head. <laughs> also, I just hated that he did lie to his parents because I was like, don't you dare lie to them. They I have been, know. They've been nothing but kind and loving to you and you're just going to pull parents- out lie to them. And they're like so excited the fact that they're he's- They're so excited. He did this really good thing. <laughs> they're the sweetest, most wonderful people that exist in this universe. They made him a banner. <laughs> they made him a banner. They did. They made him a whole banner. And he lied. <sighs> To their faces. After he just said, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to gonna lie. <laughs> it would have been, I feel like it would have been easy too to just be like, oh, that didn't happen. I, to his parents? Yeah. I mean, they would have been like, well, you got to tell the truth. But like, his parents are so chill. They would have just been like, oh, well, dude, yeah, you done goofed. Like, kind of upset about it. But yeah, that would have been it. so loving and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more of Hometown Hero right after this. Hello and welcome to the mid-roll, everybody. I'm Sid. This is the spot where we'll be doing announcements, Patreon shoutouts, feature ads, and any other little things we want to chat about. So, first things first, The Lost Years has a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash thelostyearspod. There are three tiers available. $2 a month is Light Nostalgic, $6 a month is Friend of the Pod, and $10 a month is Sweet Little Idiot. All tiers come with the same benefits. It's merely just a pay-whatever-level-you-want type of situation. Uh, And then the bonus content on our Patreon includes early access to episodes, bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, bi-weekly talkbacks, Patreon shoutouts right here in the middle of the episode, all that type of stuff. Once again, that is patreon.com slash thelostyearspod. We also have a coffee account. If you have a couple extra bucks at the end of the month that you want to donate, but you don't want to commit to a monthly donation with the Patreon, you can send it our way at ko-fi.com slash thelostyearspod. We appreciate you. All right, do you have water nearby? If you do, please hydrate. And if you don't, go get some and slurp on down that water. Slurp that water down. That's what I meant to say. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and let's get back to the episode. And we're back. Uh, The next scene, we are back at school. Corey closes his locker from far away with a clicker as Sean walks up and he asks why he didn't stay for dinner last night. Sean says, I wasn't hungry. And Corey's like, I know you're mad at me and I didn't want to lie to my parents, but I just figured if I told them the truth, it would have made things a lot worse, you know? And Sean's like, you sure you're not just getting off on this whole thing? Which 
I had to think about this phrase. Did this not mean what we use it for now in the 90s? Because that almost always to me insinuates sexual things. Yeah, I feel like it did. But I also didn't catch that. So this is interesting because I didn't even realize that he said that. (laughs) This is the second time that they've kind of used it like you're getting off on this like in the show and I'm just kind of like it must have not because if it did it would not be on TJF like they would hmm. so I'm just like man maybe it just didn't really mean that in the 90s <laughs> it's something that we all did in the 2000s that was like oh we're gonna make it sexual <laughs> yeah I mean that would make sense yeah the, the early aughts were a very sexual time <laughs> Sean says the thing about getting off and Corey's like, I'm just giving people what they want. I don't want to disappoint them. And Sean says, disappoint them. And Corey says, listen to my morning. And then he rattles off a bunch of like appearances he's supposed to make and says, I don't know how to make it stop. And Sean says, you can just tell them no. And Corey's like, I'm afraid to do that. I don't want to go back to being the same old Corey Matthews. And Sean asks, what was wrong with him? Which I think is very sweet. Mm-hmm. And Corey says, Sean, I've been at this school for two years and people still call me Eric's brother, Sean's friend, or my favorite, hey kid, move. And Sean's like, aren't you afraid this whole hero thing is getting out of control? And Corey says, I lied to my school. I lied to my folks. How much worse can it get, right? And then just then, Williams walks up with Turner and says, Matthews, how would you like to tell all of Philadelphia what a hero you are? And Sean says, there's your answer. And Turner continues, Eli called some of his buddies and arranged for an appearance on Philadelphia tonight. And Corey's like, they want me on TV? And Williams is like, you and your whole family. They'll be at your house tonight. And Turner says, huh? How great is that? And Corey says, excuse me. And then starts opening his locker into his head with his <laughs> locker genie. It's very funny. Uh, Williams, in response to this, just says, famous people, they're all weird. And Turner's like, <laughs> Turner's like, come on, Eli, he's just nervous. I mean, he can save a guy from a burning building, but he's scared of a little TV camera. It's almost cute. Uh, The two groups of besties part ways, and Corey says, that's it, Sean. I've reached my limit. I can't go through with this. And Feeney appears behind him and says, can't go through with what, Mr. Matthews? Sean says, Corey's going to be on TV. And Feeney asks, what on earth for? And Sean continues, they just want him to tell the whole story about the fire. Feeney says, oh, wonderful. I've also been waiting for him to tell the whole story. And Corey says, well, Mr. Feeney, I'm sure you pretty much know everything. And Feeney just like very knowingly says, perhaps you're right, and walks away. (laughs) The boys watch him go. And Corey says, what did he mean by that? And Sean sighs and says, oh, it's Feeney. Three years, and I still don't understand a word he says. And that's the end of the scene. I love, Feeney is so powerful in this scene. I wrote down that as well, because he doesn't even have to exaggerate anything that he does. He can just say it in a way where I am hooked and he makes a point and he just keeps me like interested in everything that he has to say at every point. But like the way that he says it just, mm. It's so good. It's enthralling to watch him, especially yeah. in stuff when he's when he's playing the nuance of a situation like this. Like, oh, my God, it's mm-hmm. so cool and also really interesting and fun to watch. I love it so much. Yeah. One, the famous people, they're all weird. I love Eli's character. He's very funny. He's so fun. They make yeah. all of his lines very funny. Mm-hmm. But the thing about this scene that kind of not made me sad, but kind of uh sympathetic to sean in this moment when he does the what was wrong with that like the yeah, old cory he's right because nothing was wrong with cory because cory's yeah. just a good guy but he's the kid yeah he told sean like a few measly episodes ago about like there's nothing wrong with who he was as a person and so for then him to you know try to be someone that he's not after he just told sean all of that with trying to like get him back on the right path and like it's okay yeah. everything's gonna be okay i was like cory <laughs> 
oh my gosh, parallelism. Like, my guy, your friend is just sitting here like, it's nothing's wrong with you. Like, yeah. I like who you were. And it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we go to the next scene. We're in the Matthews living room. Corey is on the phone with a radio <laughs> helpline called Dr. Sharon. He gives a fake name. Gomez and then says people think I'm something I'm not and I want to come clean but I'm afraid the truth is only going to make things worse Dr. Sharon says sounds like you're in need of a little courage and Corey confirms and asks but where do I find that she says I suggest you look deep inside yourself and he's like I've been on hold 45 minutes that's the best you can do (laughs) and she says I have another suggestion this evening tune into Philadelphia tonight they're doing an inspirational story about a brave boy named Corey Matthews he goes ah what the heck do you know lady and then hangs (laughs) up and that's the end of the scene it's very silly i just like that ben can do that entire scene just by himself and it's very funny (laughs) he probably was literally just holding a phone to his ear and then somebody was like reading lines off camera unemotionally (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's such a good point said oh my gosh i just i laughed just what the heck do you know (laughs) yeah Um, so the next scene, we are in the boys' room. Corey is panicking. He's talking about how there's no turning back because all of the crew is here. He's also wearing the same shirt and sweater vest combo he wore in the first episode. So, yeah, like, the thing that I said. After you pointed that out last week, I definitely was waiting for whichever yeah. outfit. And I was like, oh, that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as it popped on screen. <laughs> Um, Corey tells Sean that he's glad to be there, or he's glad he's there with him for this. And Sean's like, where else would I be? Gomez. I mean, I'm partly to blame. I'm the one who told you to ride this whole thing, which thank you for taking some responsibility for this, Sean, because it is a little bit your fault. (laughs) Uh, Corey's like, so you're going to go on TV with me? And Sean replies and lied to the entire city. What kind of idiot would do something like that? Eric comes out of the bathroom in a full suit. He's excited because he wants to replace the Philadelphia Tonight weatherman, Rich Herrera. When the audience gets a look at me, Herrera is out. Matthews is in, he says. And Sean's like, everyone loves Rich Herrera. And Eric says, hey, he is nothing but a head of hair and a winning smile. So... How do I look? And he gives him like a cheesy grin. And Eric says, or Corey says, head of hair, winning smile. And Eric's like, yes, I am so the new weatherman. Corey asks Eric, what if this whole TV thing didn't happen tonight? What if I told you that I'm not really a hero, that I'm the one that started the fire and this whole thing kind of snowballed? And Eric just like barely thinks about this and responds, you're protecting Herrera, aren't you? And that's the that's the entire scene. <laughs> that's Eric, he was confiding in you for a second. <laughs> He's so stupid now. And it only gets worse. Oh, man. I also, Eric just walking out of the bathroom looking all bougie. <laughs> yeah. And of course he thinks that that's how you become the weatherman is just, 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 just your being looks. cute. <laughs> the one thing that I know I figured you wouldn't say in this just because it's like trying to do the recap. There's a moment where Corey is saying the things that are outside whenever yeah. they're coming in and he just goes, ooh, and Sean's like, what? And he goes, bagels. <laughs> <laughs> they brought bagels. And he does like little hand gestures. He's like. <laughs> little bagel like doing the o of like a bagel and it was the funniest line to me of this entire episode because it was unexpected and just so subtle he just went oh bagels (laughs) (laughs) that was it i don't know why no it's very silly you're absolutely right and there was like a pause with the audience like no one knew what to do (laughs) they were all confused what (laughs) what did he just say yeah anyway Anyway, um, so the next scene, we are back in the Matthews living room. A bunch of TV crew are milling about. And Corey says to Sean, this is a low point in my life. After this, I'm going straight to hell. You know what the worst part is? They'll expect me to put out the fire. 
The host does uh, like a quick talking, semi unhinged rundown of the show with the parents during which she keeps standing up and sitting down. It's very funny. Turner asks Williams, you worked for her? And Williams proudly says before she mellowed, which is great. (laughs) Uh, He's like so geeked to be there. He's just like grinning. It's so I love Eli Williams so much. (laughs) Um, Eric comes down and introduces himself to the host who we learned is named Connie. He does some like vague weather at her, which is confusing and then sits (laughs) out on the couch. Connie gets the cue that they are throwing to her and she says three things to remember i want you to smile have fun and don't you dare talk over me they start rolling and she introduces the segment Corey walks over to the boom mic operator and says hey here's what we do we switch shirts you do the interview and i'll hold your sound stick it'll be a gas and cut over to sean who is looting the craft (laughs) services table and a producer presumably says to him excuse me are you part of this to which he responds "Uh, excuse me yeah i helped Corey start the fire which is crazy and the guy (laughs) just walks away like it's nothing yeah Yeah, he's like, okay. (laughs) The producer walks away and we hear Connie intro Corey's family. Um, They say some very sweet things and nervous voices about how proud they are of Corey and that he's just like a very good kid. His parents love him so freaking much. Eric tries to do more weather. So Alan sends him to his room and they continue to say nice stuff about Corey, that he hasn't changed since becoming a hero and that he didn't do it for any other reason but to be a good person. And that's what makes him special. I was like, these parents are the sweetest. (laughs) They're so (laughs) earnest and so loving, and it's the best. And they have no idea that Corey's just been uh, bad this episode. Yeah. Um, Corey looks so sad and guilty as they all like look at him very proud. And then Connie throws it to a weather update with Rich Herrera, and we hear Eric scream no from upstairs. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) He's like, he, it's very loud. I just imagining Will doing that though, and it's yeah very from funny. far away. <laughs> um, we hard cut to Feeney yelling at a crew person to get their cords and cables out of his garden as Corey walks out into the backyard. Feeney greets him and says, "The eyes of Philadelphia are on you tonight." And Corey tells him he doesn't feel good. Feeney says, "Pre-show jitters," and Corey says, "No, I'm just not comfortable going on TV and being this." And Feeney finishes hero, and Corey confirms, and he sits down on their like bench that's out there and asks, "What is that anyway?" And Feeney says, "Well." Different things to different people, I suppose. A firefighter can be a hero. I know a man who worked in a factory for 30 years in a job he hated. It was the only way he could support his family. I felt that he was a hero. And Corey agrees. And Feeney continues, but to me, a real hero is someone who does the right thing when the right thing isn't the easy thing to do. And Corey gets up and says, you know, Mr. Feeney, don't you? You've known all along. Feeney says, Mr. Matthews, I don't have enough facts to make trouble for anyone, if that's what you mean. They exchange a look and he finishes, you have an interview to do. Just then, his parents come out to the back door and ask what he's doing out there and tells him that they're ready for him. And Corey says, mom, dad, I don't want to do this. And I'll ask you what? And Corey says, go online, you. (laughs) Boy, this is hard. You know that fire I put out? I also kind of started that fire. And Amy's like, what are you talking about? And Corey says, I broke into the chem lab that night to turn in a late paper. I mean, I'm no hero. I'm just bad at matches. And Amy says, you started that fire? And he says it was an accident. And Alan goes, and you went on letting people assume you were a hero? What were you thinking? And Corey says, I was thinking I wanted to be somebody I wasn't. And I know that was a mistake, but the bigger mistake was not telling you guys the truth. And Alan says, Corey, you've made a lot of mistakes here. And Corey says, I just kept on hoping it would go away so that I wouldn't get in trouble. Amy says, well, it didn't. And you are. And Corey asks, now what? Alan says, now we go inside and tell Connie that you're not going on TV. And by we, I mean you. And Corey says, she's going to freak on me. And Alan says, well, she'll just have to get in line. (laughs) The parents go inside and Corey starts to follow. But Feeney calls out to him and says, well done. Your story confirmed what I'd suspected all along. And Corey asks, so you did know? And he says, no, no. I just knew the character of the young man. 
Corey says the character, and Feeney finishes heroic. Oh, by the way, I'll see you at school tomorrow. And Corey's like, but tomorrow's Saturday. Feeney says, yes, I know. Bring old clothes. You'll be painting. And he leaves, and that's the end of the episode proper. (laughs) Powerful, Batman. I did like how this one wrapped. Going quickly back into the living room stuff. I love all of them dressed up. I thought it was very, very adorable because everyone looks nice. Amy looks so pretty. I would wear that dress now. It's so cute. Morgan is nowhere to be found. (laughs) No, she's not. She doesn't exist right now, you guys. (laughs) Morgan is in the ether. (laughs) They're switching out. It's fine. Yeah. She'll be back next season, I think. (laughs) Good. Good. We're only on episode five. (laughs) I know. We got a whole season without her. It might Um, be... It might be like halfway through the season. I can't remember exactly when she comes back, but yeah. Wild. I know. (laughs) The idea that this is a segment, just like something that they're filming in the house, and they brought an entire craft services table is very funny to me because why? (laughs) Why on earth would you need that? I have friends that do these types of segments for the news. They don't have any of that. (laughs) No, it, it feels like there's a ton of people there for this too especially yeah. for it to seemingly be like a pretty short segment and also to to be kind of spur of the moment because it's been what like three days maybe like since this happened yeah it it all didn't make sense to me but yeah i love alan is extremely nervous as well He's like so he nervous. started stuttering uh when trying to speak and he keeps looking at the cameras like different cameras every couple of seconds which is very fun it feels very accurate to like how you would react if you're like i don't know where i'm supposed to look there's two of them i'll just keep <laughs> looking back and forth yeah and just because he always seems like he has his uh shit together and is just yeah. the dad and everything and it's like no he's he's especially nervous right now he's and it's still very a guy fun. yeah they hype Corey up per usual because that's they love doing that and just supporting their kids and it's very nice as soon as he walked outside i remember thinking yes go learn some wisdom from feeny <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment go that the entire the episode has been waiting for um but Obviously, all of Feeney's anecdotes are just wonderful. All of his lines are always great. Again, I really mm-hmm. love that after he said his little piece and then Corey was like, so you know, and he's like, no, I don't have enough facts for that. I was like, yeah. I love it because he doesn't know exactly what happened until no. Corey literally says it in a couple of seconds. But it's like, no, you can figure this one out. Like, I'm not going to tell you everything. I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. I'm just going to drop this little piece of knowledge and walk away. But also not far enough because I'm still here. And I can still hear everything <laughs> you're talking about. I still have to be in the scene knowing what <laughs> happens next. But I am walking away a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I love that he does finally confess. I think it's still funny that Corey, like he does call... Corey heroic for a minute because I was like he did still lie <laughs> throughout most of this episode and it got way worse but I appreciate that you're recognizing this moment because that's what you should mm-hmm. be recognizing is like hey you're telling the truth and standing up for this even though that you know that it's difficult it would have been so I mean not easy like obviously he was feeling guilty about it for a lot of like up and down with the guilt really right um in the moments of like when things were happening but the the easier thing to do in that situation right like Feeney was saying is to just like go on tv and lie and like i i really thought about for a little bit like what would i do in that situation because i lied a lot as a kid i had to to survive so (laughs) i just like i feel like i'm like i might i might i might go on tv and do a lie i don't know i wouldn't put it past me at that age yeah i don't know i i definitely told 
a decent amount of lies as a kid where I shouldn't have. And it would be really easy to just keep going with this lie in this moment. Yeah, uh, for sure. So I definitely appreciate that he's like, hey, no, you did the right thing. And yeah. I will call you a hero. It's not the exact same thing as a this type of hometown hero. But it's like, hey, you did a really brave thing. And I want you to yeah. know that. Because it's just the best. <laughs> and I mean, to an extent, right? Like, yes, he started the fire, but he did go back to put it out. Yeah, they could have like, just Sean left. Sean was not going to do that. He could have just left. Sean was more concerned about his report. So. Right. <laughs> Even though he knew it was wrong. So. <laughs> so, like, it it makes a lot of sense for, at least to me, for Feeney to be like, this is a lesson. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to get a punishment. But you did the right thing. And I'm going to acknowledge that. Yeah. And I just, I love it. I love it. It's the best. It's very, very good. I also love that Corey's like, what do you mean? It's Saturday. I was like, he's the principal, you dingus. You literally just <laughs> confessed to something you that you did to a crime. <laughs> you lit a fire in the school. <laughs> You're going to be punished. Oh, man. So the end credits, we are back at school. Janitor Bud is uninstalling the Locker Genie while our three mains watch. And Sean's like, why are you taking it away? He still saved your life. And Bud says, okay, I owe you my life. But Feeney signs the checks. And he puts his hands out and says, clicker. <laughs> and Corey hands it to him. And to Topanga, he says, Mrs. Fraud. And she gives him her clicker too. And he leaves. And Corey says, well, so much for the perks. Topanga says, come on, would you rather go back to being a hero again? I find it so interesting that Topanga had nothing to say about this. <laughs> Yeah, I I was thinking that she was going to have a bigger part than she did in this episode when she was initially brought in. And then it was like, nah, (laughs) nah, she's just vibing. Um, She says, would you rather go back to being a hero again? And Corey says, nah, I'm happy being plain old Corey. He puts his arms around them and says, I mean, look, I got my best friend. I got my girlfriend. And before he can finish, the jock from earlier appears and yells, hey, kid, move. And Corey finishes, and I got my old name back. Said jock then walks up to the science teacher and asks to miss class for practice. And the teacher tells him to take all the time he needs. Corey then walks up and is like, oh, I'm glad I caught you. I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow and tries to give him a note from his mom. And the teacher says, tell someone who cares and walks away. And Corey says, it's good to be me. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) This teacher sucks so bad. I, I'm assuming that's a legitimate note. <laughs> yeah. Because he has not a note. You talk to people in general. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, he sucks. Um, so that's great. I love this is the first time, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, since they got together, where, like, the three of them have just been together. And, like, he has his arms around both of them. And I was like, this is yeah. really sweet. Uh, yeah. Because I haven't actually seen that yet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to have that little trio together. Um, but I love the line that they ended with, uh, it's good to be me. And it's just, it's nice and sweet. This boy's meeting the world. <laughs> <laughs> the world is meeting him and he is meeting the world. <laughs> and they still don't know his name after years. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Well? What was the what was the lesson, Sid? And just just tell them the truth before it gets. <laughs> Don't be a liar. <laughs> Don't start fires. <laughs> Don't start fires. Don't be a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's absolutely necessary for you to start a fire and for you to lie, um, <laughs> <laughs> and for you to lie. <laughs> Because sometimes you gotta... um, Sometimes you gotta lie for survival. It's fine. We're doing our best. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> much, much later. Well, we just talked about fireworks for a period of time. So if you <laughs> want that, it's going to be on the Patreon. You um, want that? <laughs> you want that? You want that cut? That's that's fireworks cut. That's going to be on the Patreon, along with Cruise Cut and Centipede Cut at some point in the near future. We yeah. hope. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll put it up there. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Lost Years Pod. Uh, we share fun memes. We share the episodes drop. And we also ask what you are nostalgic for. And this week's question, what was your favorite TV commercial growing up? Friend of the pod as... Uh... <laughs> Friend of the pod... <laughs> Sorry, you confused me when you just said their name. I was like, wait, what's happening? I mentioned this in a chat the other day and made me think about um, TV commercials and as seen on TV commercials and everything of the like. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you. At the Trisket said, blow pens are forever embedded in my brain, but creepy crawlers may be one of the ads that it can immediately throw me back to childhood. I forgot about those. Here's the thing. You can eat those, can you? I don't know. I got. I stopped listening when I heard puppets. No, I'm just kidding. But I I don't know. I don't think I had creepy crawlers or saw them. I must have, but I they they did not stick in my brain literally at all. Nice. If it was bugs, that's probably why. I just blacked that completely out of my brain. (laughs) Um, But blow pens, though, blow pens. Yeah. Yeah. At unabashed James said maybe crossfire. And then in parentheses, he said, you'll get caught up in the dot, dot, dot. And I'm trying to figure out what that one was. Yeah, I don't know which one that is, but thank you. <laughs> oh, it's a 1994 uh, board game, Crossfire. And so, it- <gasps> oh, I forgot about that. Hold on. Oh, yes. No, yes, this was cool. This was really cool. It was a fun one. That was a cool one. Yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. Oh, my God. Well done. Uh- at Cal's Calzone said, moon shoes, the kid-powered anti-gravity shoes, and then sock boppers, more fun than a pillow fight. <gasps> yeah, sock boppers. Is that the, is that the right? <laughs> I don't know, but it can be. It's not. It's oh, not. that's going to bug me. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to keep looking them up. <laughs> that was definitely a different sock boppers. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I was close. Sock boppers, sock boppers, more fun than a pillow yeah, uh, moon shoes, I always thought were wild. Oh, yeah, moon shoes were so cool. I wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> I never got them. Me neither. Um, but they were just little trampolines for your feet. Were they expensive? <laughs> I can't remember if I they were know. expensive or not. But it was one of those things that I definitely wanted but never had. Remember that episode of Victorious where Kat was jumping around on them for an entire episode? Yes. That was yes. crazy. <laughs> Dan Spencer uh, sent the link to this uh, collection. Colonial Pen Insurance commercial, and it's specifically this man named Lou Rawls. And apparently, Dan says the way Lou Rawls says "due to age," and this tickled me very much when I was a kid. I would crank up the volume and ask everyone to hold on so I could hear it. <laughs> um, I love Lou Rawls. Your premium will never increase, and your benefit will never decrease due to age. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> due to age. <laughs> very good i can imagine being a kid and also just losing it oh my god lou rawls though is he dead (laughs) oh Oh, i'm sure he's dead hold on (laughs) now know if lou rawls is dead yeah 2006 oh he died in 2006 (laughs) he's been dead forever oh my god oh my god he man that man could sing anyway (laughs) Um, at Cal's Calzone's mom 
also wants to chime in. Yes. The Oscar Mayer, my bologna has a first name sandwich. Uh, nope. <laughs> Can I read you that one? <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm so tired. <laughs> At Kells Kelzone's mom wants to chime in. The Oscar Mayer. <laughs> you gotta do it, Sandy. You have to do it. <laughs> She put herself into the I giggles just, with I just a thought about it. Yeah. I thought about my mess up. You got it. Now you don't even, you just keep going. I'm not cutting any of this. <laughs> Great. Um, Aunt Kel's Kel Zone's mom also wants to shut <laughs> You have to. Do you want me to do it? I'm going to do it. No, I can do she it. She can't do it. Do it. <laughs> um... The Oscar Mayer, my baloney has a first name commercials and, 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 and. (laughs) They did put and, and twice. (laughs) And then you said it. I was like, (laughs) no, that's fair. Uh, Coca-Cola's teach the world to sing ads. (laughs) Sid is actually crying tears right now. I need to make that so clear. She just threw herself into the giggles. Oh my God. It's pretty funny. This normally happens to me when I'm like scrolling through TikTok at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for those submissions. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Um, I was trying to think of what what commercial I like fondly remember growing up. Zoo books. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, also- yeah, you are right. If we're doing if we're doing like commercial, it's probably Zubix or blow pens. But if we're doing like an as seen on TV thing, it's absolutely Billy Mays OxyClean. I loved that man. <laughs> I loved him. I loved OxyClean. I loved Billy Mays. I was a child. I couldn't buy it, but I was like, Mom, it's the OxyClean guy. Like I loved he him. He was always yelling. He was always yelling. <laughs> Why was he yelling? You know what? That was like the time like Corey Monteith was the first death that I was like whoa yeah. but I remember Billy Mays I remember was before Billy Mays that dying. I think and yeah. I was like what what do you mean he died that one was weird for me too I was like <laughs> wait really oh but it was like it didn't hit me in the way where it was like yeah because you were I'm, young I'm crying about it yeah but also I was just like what does that mean like he died <laughs> literally what does that mean for sure <laughs> Yeah, that, that's good. Why As Seen on TV is definitely Snuggy because that oh. had a hold in my uh, friends' lives and my life because yes. I had one. Um, and so I never had yeah, one. Yeah, it was the cheetah print. <laughs> the the Snuggy as a concept made me so like viscerally angry that I was like, I <laughs> refuse. A <laughs> it's a blanket. It's literally just a blanket. With arms. No. <laughs> And all of the commercials every time were like, when you put on a blanket, you just can never reach for the remote. Yeah, flailing <laughs> their arms around and then everything falls. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. It's the best. Um, there's that. The commercial, though, that I remember. I can't actually remember if this was an ad scene on TV or just a commercial. I'm pretty sure it was just a commercial. But the balloon that when you put the fork in it, it didn't it didn't pop. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> it was like some magic, quote unquote, magic type of balloon that like when you blew it up, then like you could just stick stuff in it. It would never actually pop. Wow. And that blew my mind as a child. The amazing elastic plastic <laughs> is what it <laughs> no was called. No way. Yeah. Because I thought that it was amazing. Oh my God. And they glue in the dark too. <laughs> I forgot. 
Oh, I remember these. Oh my god, yeah. crazy jumping beats. Yeah, you got the glow in the dark tubes. Were they sticky? <laughs> Ordinary balloons go pop. Why don't they? What is it? It feels like it's sticky. <laughs> it feels like it should be sticky. You roll, stick, and blow. <laughs> oh, they advertised it. Put crazy just... jumping beans inside. Either that or the the what is it? The erasers that actually put like colors onto your Marvin's magic drawing yeah. board. It's right in the side here. <laughs> wow. The the amazing elastic plastic. There's probably there's probably just like elastic plastic in landfills still somewhere. Yeah. Because there's no way. Like <laughs> it's just not popping. <laughs> where do, how do you the, how do you dispose of that? That is somewhere just destroying a landfill right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This is That was a great question. This was a fun one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for submitting. Thank you so much for those <laughs> submissions. You can email us at thelostyearspod at gmail.com. We might read your email on the show. Tell us how you're feeling. Tell us what you're nostalgic for. Tell us what your favorite as seen on TV thing is. We'd love to hear from you. You can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts uh, or Spotify or Good Pods. Is that, can you do that there? I have no idea. You can do that. Um, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out. It helps people find the show. And it puts us on Good Pods charts. And we, we found out a thing about Good Pods today that made us excited. So I'm just throwing that in. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. You can check out other cool shows there like Wet Hot, American Moon Juice, Wham. and Side Character Quest. Yes. On www.scavengersnetwork.com. Yeah. Uh, our personal handles are in our show handles. But if you want to find me individually, twitch.tv slash it's But Twitch is fun. We're having some fun over there. Uh, I am in the midst of redeeming uh, various streams that were for goals met during my affiliate stream. Uh, so there will probably be some of those left if you want to check those out. Um, there were lots of fun things redeemed. So come come hang out on my Twitch. It's a fun and cool place and community. And you'll make some friends. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am on TikTok at Sudsley. I uh, make content there when I feel like it. Uh, it's fun. I am also on, I'm going to promote my live Twitter again, but at Sid Live Tweets, they just announced today when we were recording this that there's going to be two different Real Housewives in New York and I am jazzed because one of them is a full new recast of the show. And the other one is bringing back a lot of old people that were on the show. Wow. And I don't know. They, they've they had a lot of drama with Real Houses <laughs> of New York in the last year. Sure. And it's been crazy. And so people were like, the show needs to end. Other people were like, we need, we need more of this. So now they're like, hey, both of you are going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it's going to be great. And I'm excited to live tweet about that whenever all that comes out. But... Uh, whenever this episode drops, it'll be in the near future. So excited about that. <laughs> if you like Real Housewives content, you can find my live tweets because I'm going to get back on that game. And it's a fun time. <laughs> well, we've been recording for almost a full 90 minutes. So the podcast has to end now. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It, it just, you know, we've taken up enough time of your day. So we have to go. Um <laughs> When you just did the I know, I know, I was just, thinking, oh, God. I was thinking about the Super Smash Bros. Whenever you like leave a game and it just goes, oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> really bad. It's nothing. Sid is truly losing her mind. So we actually do have to go now. Um, but <laughs> until next time. Your Tay. Your Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye. Bye. Go to there.
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Scene 2. Flashback. Setting February 2nd. Hey, Colin, I was just thinking about making a podcast where we go scene by scene through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. James, I love that. That is a great idea. I'll tell you what, see if you can flesh it out just a little bit more, and then we'll get back together again soon and talk about it again. Scene 4. Flashback. Setting February 20th. Man, I can't stop thinking about that idea of James's. It was so interesting. I wonder if we could do it in some sort of, like, chronological order. Scene 1. Present day. Setting March 2nd. Colin, I was thinking about that Marvel podcast idea I had last month. Oh, yes, that idea. Oh, I love it so much. I remember it like yesterday. Scene 3. Present day. Minutes later. God, we were so young back then. It turns out I've been thinking about that podcast, too. Really? What were you thinking? All right, let me paint you a picture. It was a couple of days after President's Day. Scene 5. Present day. Minutes after that. Chronological, huh? That's a pretty good idea. So, like, if there's a flashback, we put it in the place on the timeline that's being flashed back to? Yeah. What, what do you think? I think absolutely. Let's do it. Why don't we call it Timeline Scavengers? Scene 6. The future. Oh, how are we not done yet? That's my secret, Colin. Will never be done. Timeline Scavengers. Assembling the MCU timeline forever. <laughs>